It's that time of year again, everybody. Welcome to our fourth annual Firstie Awards, where we rank the best of the games we reviewed in 2021. That puts almost 120 games into contention for these awards. Let's get going. Here's Evan to talk about the first category. In the category of best icebreaker or party game, this award goes to the game that is quick and easy to play in a casual setting. The nominees are Abandon All Artichokes, Beat That, No Thanks, Risky Chicken, Tiger Stripes, and Werewords. And the winner for Best Icebreaker or Party Game is Werewords by Bezier Games. Or should we say, Ow! Ow! <laughs> Indeed. Ow. That's only for all werewolves. Am I the only villager here? <laughs> oh man we played this at your house celeste uh, yes at night. my birthday party yep. a, a really nice spin on the traditional werewolf game and a word game a great mm-hmm. and clever combo why did it stand out in your eyes guys yeah, i think it just happened to hit all the elements of both being an icebreaker and a party game while some of these other games were good for being like nice and casual or or easy to pick up, but this was easy to pick up and good for a party. So once again, congratulations to Werewords. Our next category is Best Art and Presentation. This award goes to the game that shows the most engaging or compelling use of art, and its components and presentation immediately bring you into the game. And the nominees are... Chronicles of Crime 1400, Dune Imperium, Honey Buzz, Micro Macro Crime City, Oath Chronicles of Empire and Exile, Paleo, and Rococo Deluxe. And the winner for Best Art and Presentation goes to Chronicles of Crime 1400. Yes. We played this game early on in the year, and I was right away saying, this is going to be my nominee (laughs) for for best art. We were blown away when we saw that app and how when you turned in the room, the app turned with you so you could look at the entire crime scene in in a VR setting. Very impressive. Yeah, it's neat that it combined both a VR experience plus clues that you can gather from the different map cards or clue cards, you know, looking at them for, oh, wait a minute, there's like a little bloody footprint over here. Let's, <laughs> let's see where that goes. And each card's art had like a lot of personality to it, so it kind of made you maybe suspect somebody just by the art alone. And then there's also the conversations you have with each of the suspects, you know, and depending on which questions you ask, you're taking up time, so you have to just the right question without going too far. Okay, Ed, bring us the next category. The next category is Best Educational Game. This award goes to the board game which promotes education and learning through gaming. And our nominees this year are... Distilled. Exiled. Numerologic. Paleo, Schrodinger's Cat, Tinner's Trail, and the winner for Best Educational Game goes to 
Pinner's Trail from Alley Cat Games. Yeah, how did this one beat all of these impressive games? I think with the history of the game that did it for me, it's specific to Cornwall County in England. There are all the <laughs> references to how the mining industry built up there in this historical context. The setting absolutely brings you in, and the game, in a way, helps inform the setting. It kind of feeds back on itself. Now, to that end, it seems to also have a lot of accuracy <laughs> and takes on some of what may have been the conditions back in that time in Cornwall in the 19th century. I just wasn't really expecting this game to inform as much as it did, and therefore it was very surprising in that aspect. If by conditions you mean how much water gets poured into a mine back then, <laughs> yes, <laughs> it has that's to be removed. Right. <laughs> Okay, Mike, what's the next category? Well, the next category up is Best Strategy Game. This award goes to the games that keep you up late at night wondering what strategy you'll try next. The nominees are Seven Wonders Duel, Agricola, Castles of Burgundy, Dune Imperium, Fantastic Factories, and Terraforming Mars Ares Expedition. And the winner is Dune Imperium by Direwolf Digital. It's not a digital game. <laughs> Trust us, it's a real board game. Uh, this company made a bunch of digital games that I played in the past, and it was really cool to see them start putting out physical board games. I loved Castles of Burgundy. Why is Dune Imperium better? What really gives it that wow factor? Well, for me, it is one of those types of games, like just what the category says, it keeps you up at night thinking what different strategies you could have tried or should have tried or will try next time. Uh, it had the strongest feeling of that for me because I definitely woke up in a cold sweat after playing that game. Yeah, I think for me as a deck builder, it gives you a lot of agency over which way you want to try to build up your deck. And there's a lot of different paths to choose. The strategy is enhanced because I found myself always needing that one extra resource or <laughs> hoping for that one card that you need from your deck to really make everything work perfectly mm -hmm. the way you have it designed. And you felt that sort of stress or that push and pull. And that was very, very much kept me in the game. And the next category is best themed game. This award goes to the game whose theme was the best executed throughout its narrative, flavor, rules, components, and mechanics. And the nominees are Distilled, Micro Macro Crime City, Paleo, The Initiative, The Night Cage, and The Taverns of Tiefenthal. And the winner is The Night Cage. Oh, yes. Spooky. Smirk and Dagger does it again. <laughs> <laughs> this game was cool. It came with little votive candles to make sure you were in a creepy enough environment to play it. And I thought it was really cool that the tiles, which is also your game clock, is stacked up and represent the candle burning out. 
You could feel the tension with every new card that was pulled from that stack as you watch it go tick down and tick. It's like watching a clock and ticking your life away at the same time. <laughs> yeah. And the game was so close, you know, it gives you that really needed sense of tension that any good horror genre needs to make you feel. And when the lights go out, man, did the tension go up. <laughs> I think it was the best game of the year for urgency. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely say that. <laughs> no doubt about it. <laughs> Most urgent is a category for next year, I guess. Check your stress <laughs> levels before playing this game, yeah. folks. <laughs> okay, Evan, tell us about our next category. For the best archaeological find, these are games that are more than 25 years old. The version we played had to be that old to be considered for this category. And the nominees are Bolette, Jack Straws, Kensington, Numerologic, Steve Canyon, Steve Canyon. Stump Card Game. And the winner for Best Archaeological Find, Numerologic, American Greetings Corporation. <laughs> American wow. Greetings Corporation. <laughs> I know. It sounds... It does not sound like the company that would bring you the best uh, vintage game of the year. <laughs> but I never felt smarter, and I was never brought in to a game that's all about numbers and solving a mystery surrounding numbers faster than this game. The logic puzzle of trying to figure out which solution you haven't tested yet. That kind of kept me going. Yeah, and the the fact that this game was a mid-1970s game with limited production value, mm -hmm. let's say, to be kind, still played very well and has stood the test of time. I think I would have definitely enjoyed that game in the 70s had I played it then, but I know I enjoyed it here, right here in 2021 when I did play it. So uh, it's a good testament to the quality of longevity of the game especially when it can beat steve kenyon steve kenyon oh man shout out to steve kenyon yeah gotta give a shout to steve kenyon i mean right. <laughs> which almost took the category it was close oh you mean the uh, needles that were an actual hazard uh, an actual health hazard of jack straws did not wasn't gonna win <laughs> oh my god that game uh, i thought i was gonna lose an eye <laughs> we all got tetanus shots after that game <laughs> okay here's ed to bring us our next category the next category is best online game this award goes to the game that translated best and was even improved in from its physical form and the nominees are Seven Wonders Duel, Agricola, Castles of Burgundy, Lost Ruins of Arnak, Magic the Gathering Arena, Railroad Inc. And a winner for Best Online Game goes to Magic the Gathering Arena from Wizards of the Coast. <laughs> now, yes. just to be clear, this isn't a video game. It's a digital version of a board game. Ed and Mike, I know you play a lot of Magic the Gathering Arena. What put this one over the top? Magic the Gathering is a really complex game. You know, the interactions between the cards 
are tricky and it takes a lot of learning to learn all the intricacies of the game. And I thought this game's programming was amazing online to keep track of all that stuff in a, in a really good looking way, not to make it overly complex and confusing for the new users. I mean, just think of all the time you're tapping mana and trying to keep track of how much damage each of these uh, monsters took. And if you're doing like one of these loops and, and retapping and untapping and it does it all for you. And I think the other thing that brings this game to the top is that it's so easy to look through more cards and build a deck and just try it out. I mean, Magic the Gathering itself isn't a tough game to set up and clean up, but Ed is right about when you're building a deck, you know, you have your collection of paper cards and they're not organized alphabetically unless you're crazy or something, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> you know. But to, to quickly do searches online for the different types of cards that you might want to try out in your deck, even if you'd like to still play Paper Magic, you can take this and use it as a tool to build your Paper Magic deck with. So I yeah. think it's an, a great tool and a great online version of a game. Yes, it is really nice to not to not be limited by a set of cards that you have at home. And also to be able to find it, you could, so you're not looking a day and a half through your all of your black cards to find one murder card. <laughs> <laughs> and they have this neat feature of these like wild cards, like oh, I really want to you know this card. Just burn one of your wild cards, and you got that card. Yeah, you start getting wild cards depending on how many packs you've accumulated, and eventually it builds up to you getting a wild card, either rare uncommon mythic you know whatever and you can trade it in for any card you want at a one-to-one -one ratio okay mike bring us the next category oh boy i couldn't wait this is my favorite category <laughs> <laughs> here we go guys the the moment you've all been waiting for i think it's the most important category here what the game of the year mike <laughs> no evan but that's a good guess <laughs> <laughs> we are talking about the firsty worsties. Oh, <laughs> PU. I can smell it from here. <laughs> this uh, award goes to the game that simply has no good reason to keep playing, with the best move being to bury it deep, deep in the ground. <laughs> so many to choose from. Oh, we had It was hard to narrow this card category down this year. It was really How tough. How do we actually pick a winner? <sighs> it was, it was, I we'll honestly, get there. We'll get I there. I think this, this category was probably the one we had the most dispute over. I think. Of course. Because <laughs> there were so many bad ones. But here Just we go. Just getting it down to the nominees was difficult. <laughs> here are the nominees. And man, they, they really earned this. Here we go. Ready? <laughs> the first nominee, All Aboard Around the World Train Game. I mean, I can't even, like, I'm going to end up saying ugh after oh. every one of these games. Like, oh. <laughs> just, do we want to just have a boo sound effect? Yeah. <laughs> All right. All okay. aboard around the world train game. Donkey racing. 30 minutes, I'll never get back. <laughs> Exiled. Oh, oh my, my God. Yeah. <laughs> can't wait. Oh. Block it out. Yeah. Oh, it's coming all back, flooding back to you now. <laughs> jet race game. And another jet game, Jet World. That's right. Wow. The 60s, jet, jet. Were, 60s were full of those, you know, they, math working, yep. crank them out. Well, jet was cool. a new thing. Yeah, you know? jets were Latest, cool. greatest. <laughs> and now it's all electric cars. One more in this category, and we, we certainly could not forget about this one. Twilight, the board game. <laughs> 
Wow. Forget about it. I, I, I'd, I'd, I'd suffer a lobotomy to be able to. Oh, man. Uh, all right. I'll, we'll give our due, you know, we'll give our due rewards to the winner of the category, but I want to yes. spend a minute talking about each one of these when we're done. So here we are. Ready? The yes. The winner, winner of the coveted position of firsty worsty is Jet Race Game by Warren wow. Built Right Games. <laughs> Wow. wow. Boy, wanna, that was tough. I know. I feel like <laughs> Jet World and Jet Race Game were equally horrible. I wish you could right. just crunch the, the it together. The only thing that got Jet Race Game to actually be uh, the nod and actually get this award <laughs> over Jet World and all the other stinkers in this list <laughs> is the complete lack of agency. Yep. And, uh, and I would say that that particular thing, <laughs> lack of agency, permeates through almost this entire list. Like when you're just playing a game where you roll the dice and move and then don't get any choice about what happens when you land on the space, that's pretty bad. But Jet Race didn't even give you the agency to move your own piece. You roll the dice <laughs> to right. see which piece moved no, you, and you how far it moved. found a spinner. How a spinner. Oh, spark. Sorry, yes, sorry. A, spinner. a spinner. Right? A, a terrible spinner with an off-center <laughs> hole, by the way. Yep. Yeah. It's the only thing. The fact that you didn't, you know, you didn't even really move your own pieces is the only thing that made it... <sighs> worse than all aboard around the world train <laughs> and game. the name of this yeah. company yes. is built called built right this thing was not built right not even close to being built right we we really questioned whether or not this was a game oh yeah, it, yeah. It, it doesn't meet the minimum requirements for a game i, I it was a debate it's less of a game than the kind of game you find on the back of the Lucky Charms box. Yeah, the cereal box <laughs> yeah. game is, is what I, at best, oh, I man. think is what I could equate it to. Or one of those paper mats at the diner, you know, that to give the kid the crayon <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah. for. Like, almost like that, but more, at least more that's More care something. is definitely put into those diner place yeah. mats. More care. <laughs> yeah. I would say that the Jet Race game, the only thing that makes it worse than all aboard around the world train game is that total lack of agency uh. where you can't even move your own piece because all uh. aboard around the world train game is equally equally horrible and it's lack of agency and it's just so in your face about how you have no options yes it's so in your face like the arrangement of the board is just perfectly designed to let you see what you cannot do and I find it ironic that the game is about travel and freedom. <laughs> right. Well, freedom in the sense that you kick back and wherever the train sort of bumps you around, oh. whether you win or not, is where yeah. you're going. And there were spaces you could not get to ever because it was all about negative movement and everything. Uh, that's right. There was you that. had to back your way into the positive, into the good spaces. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh man and it's not like you could choose to back your way in you land no. there you go backwards nope. but yeah ed's right there's a space on the board which you because of the other spaces around it you can't actually land on it mm-hmm. <laughs> and then there's the fake vintage game donkey racing oh my god <laughs> i i gave that game props for looking like a game that was made in 1930 i think it i think it filled that that goal but the game itself was practically unplayable. Yeah, yeah. it mm-hmm. managed to play worse than a game from the 1930s. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good point, Celeste. I oh, agree. But see, I my, personally, I fought really hard for Exiled to be the winner in this category. I did. <laughs> but I totally understand why we chose what we chose. But in Exiled, it specifically says on the box, even if you have the correct answer, 
if it's not the answer that was given to you by the cards themselves, it is not correct in this context mm-hmm. of this game. Uh-huh. That's uh-huh. right. Your excess knowledge does not count for, for points <sighs> in the game. Like, yep. So they're right. rewarding you for rote memorization of biblical verses and stuff. Of what and they that, want you to know. That's exactly what they're looking for. They're looking for you to memorize what they want to teach you. Wow. <laughs> and that's why... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about the board now in which there's no clear paths of movement oh man <laughs> where does this next space go to the left or the right it's totally <laughs> ambiguous yep no direction oh. a sense of the map whatsoever and the fact that they just reset you back to the beginning of the game you're trying to get seven pieces to their end space and there's so many ways to bump you back to the first space with each of your pieces that the game could probably go on forever <laughs> many Sundays. Many, many Sundays. Many Sunday school classes were probably taken up by this by this game. That's like, and yet somehow Twilight the board game did not get this win. No. I know. <laughs> no, you know why? <laughs> yeah, tell I us, mean, please. there was some level of agency. <laughs> and you know, it was a trivia game, and as terrible as the trivia was because it was all about twilight movies Mm -hmm. uh it did at least live up to what it was supposed to do Mm -hmm. right Uh, i'm just for the road guys i'm going to give you one for the road Mm -hmm. here's a trivia question from from twilight Twilight? the board game (laughs) why are vampires so pale (laughs) who has it quick they're Uh, anemic wrong they 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 uh they 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 Glitter in the daylight or something? Wrong, Ed. <laughs> I never saw the movie. Ed. Uh, because they avoid the sunlight. Wrong. <laughs> wrong. Oh cool. I'm very happy I got it wrong. <laughs> Mike came closest. Of course, they have no blood. Oh. Oh. Of course. Of course. And the game came with a tidy explanation for each answer. So I know everybody's mm-hmm. waiting to hear that you can see in Breaking Dawn Part 1 that Bella's transformation, <laughs> also in New Moon, that Jasper said that it would be nice to not want to kill people all the time. Vampires mm. kill for blood. Oh, boy. I bet you a fan... That would be nice. Another reason why this probably didn't win is because there's probably a fan out there who absolutely loves this game. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody just... loves Jet Race game. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I I think we've sufficiently uh, shamed all of these games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's uh, let's throw the shovel in with them. Bye bye, Barry. Goodbye, Pat. 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 <laughs> so so we just talked about the worst game. What did that mean? Yeah, let's clear oh. the palette with. Yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> Get ready for it, everybody. The final category is, of course. The which game first, firsties, game of the year. Woohoo! Yes. This is the game that was published within the last 24 months, excluding games that are reprints or new editions of older games. And the nominees are Chronicles of Crime 1400, Dune Imperium, Micro Macro Crime City, Oath, Chronicles of Empire and Exile, Paleo, and Rococo. Deluxe. And the winner for Game of the Year is Micro Macro Crime City. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
the game that far surpasses any expectation you might have in mm-hmm. looking at the cover. A simple black and white cover with line drawings on it and inside an entire world of murder mysteries. Oh my gosh. And there's so much detail in that world. The closer you look, the more you find, the more intriguing everything becomes. Not even just the story or the case that you're trying to solve, but you're seeing so many different things. You go into sensory overload and it's all (laughs) wonderful. Yeah, I think the prize really summed it up every time I I played this game. Like, I first got it. Like, everybody loving this game. Eh, It looked nice. It could be okay. Hey, it's it's actually pretty detailed. Is it neat? Ah, these cases. Whoa, hey, these cases go somewhere. (laughs) Oh, my God. There's like actual story. (laughs) Yeah, and it was incredible to me, too, that you could look at this map without having played the game yet. And it just looks like stuff everywhere but when your mind really is focusing in on the case that you're working on the details that you start to see and really zoom in on kind of like make themselves known amongst the chaos are specific to your case and the Mm -hmm. way you trace your case around this map with everything else is happening at the same time is fascinating and delightful it's like bump after bump after bump of serotonin (laughs) <laughs> because you're like, aha, there he is. I spotted him over here. What's he doing now? All of the stories told with no words. No words. Even the facial expressions are tremendous in these yeah. little, little simple characters. And you can read so much into the story from the, from the most minute little details. Mm. It is so clever. Something as, as uh, an object being dropped on the ground just said so much. Oh, yeah. We don't want to spoil it, but that was something that was really amazing, though. (laughs) And then the fact that you find it, you get that dopamine release for the sense of reward for having made a discovery that allows you to advance the case. Mm -hmm. And it really, truly feels cooperative because no matter how many people are clustered around there, it feels good to have people like piecing it together and like pointing things out to each other and doesn't feel like anybody has a moment of time where they're not actually engaged with this game. And it does prompt a lot of discussion amongst the investigators, which are the players. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, that's really delightful too. And they had to weave all these stories together because there's 16 different cases happening on this one map. So you'll see all sorts of distractions on there while you're looking for the actual crime that you're trying to investigate. And they have, Bonus cases online. I mean, the <laughs> development that must have gone into making this map to have all those cases plus additional content. And, and theoretically, the, they have other games coming that can mm. link up with it and have a cross map. Yeah, that's right. Can be up there in your house. Mine's bloated. Hang the map up. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's beautiful. Insane. And there you have it, everybody. Thank you for joining us for the 2021 Firsty Awards. Can I return my tuxedo to the shop? (laughs) We are at Wish Game First on all social media, so tell us about where we got it wrong and where we got it right. Because I know everybody has their own opinion. Yeah, we definitely want to hear about your Firsty Thoughts. And get ready for another 120 or so games this coming year. We are already started up. I know. (laughs) 
Back next week with a regular episode. Happy gaming, explorers! Woohoo! Yay! Micro macro! Bye, 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 bye.